Hello, and welcome to the Three Will Podcast. This is your host, Danny Ryan. I have Kirk Lamone here with me. Hello, Kirk. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Awesome. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Kirk, we've got Kirk uh, working on a white paper for us. And uh, as part of, um, he's been a member of a team on some complex SharePoint migrations. And as part of that, uh, we wanted to him to sort of uh, put together what are sort of 10 points that we think people need to know about complex SharePoint migrations. Yep. And so you've put together the first two. I know you've got an outline of the whole thing, That's the right. whole kit and caboodle, but you've, today what we're going to do is we're just going to focus in on two aspects, not mm-hmm. necessarily the most important, or but they're important. Right. Um, but uh, let, let's talk about two of the aspects that you wanted to talk uh, highlight first. Okay. Um, the first one, I hear this all the time with migrations, which is communication. That's right, yeah. Communication, communication, communication. So why, you started off with that one, so it must be at least somewhat important. It's, yeah, it's on, the, it's on the top of my mind. Um, so I think yeah, there's several aspects to it. There's uh, what are you gonna communicate mm-hmm. and, and to whom? And then there's when are you going to communicate it? Okay. So um, from the what standpoint, for for larger migrations, say if you if you're migrating a, a large number of site collections, mm-hmm. um, the IT organization isn't going to be able to handle everything themselves. Okay. So they're going to rely. They're going to delegate to site owners or others um, uh, for some of those potentially. So if that's the case, then you're going to have to. give some documentation and guidance to those site owners. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the communication. So your first part of this is breaking off and delegating some uh, some of that to the individual site owners so that they are able to assist with the migration as well. Right, right. And they're aware of it, right? So they're the the ones that are going to be affected. So if your migration is... um, going to, you know, you're going to change your feature set during your migration. Maybe mm-hmm. you're going from SharePoint on-prem to SharePoint online. Yeah, that's a fairly common one. Um, if you're doing that, well, certain things aren't there in SharePoint online. You can't have farm solutions and there can be some difficulties in the migration where certain things don't go over well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can't migrate to running workflows to SharePoint online. So, you can communicate that um, through various means, but so if you're going to let site owners know this, you might want to create a policy document, mm-hmm. and in that policy document, it might say what you know, kind of what's covered in the migration, but more importantly, what's not covered in the mm-hmm. migration. So that might be, as I mentioned, running workflows. It might be a good example if you're going to SharePoint Online. Mm-hmm. So um, that's one way. So then there's other things like we have a runbook which um, might be a checklist of what a site owner would do before and after the migration. Okay. So um, so they might prepare their site for that migration. So if you're going to SharePoint Online or, or you're going to a different SharePoint environment where your list view threshold is now um, going to be smaller, mm-hmm. well, then if, then it was in your current environment, and then you're going to have to deal with that, and maybe uh, the site owners have to put indexes on some of those lists. Okay. So you could... Help those site owners out by telling them, hey, you've got some large lists out there, um, but you may want them to put the indexes on themselves. Is that, that run book? Is it like a, a document or is yeah, it a task it, list? It or is. what is it? It's both. It's, it's, it's a document that's a checklist, basically. Okay. Um, okay. And, and you know, you can have a run book for the team that's doing the migration themselves, but you may want to have a run book for um, 
for the site owners that says, here's what I need to do before and after my site or sites are migrated. Okay. And then I guess at a, at a higher level, so this is part of getting ready for the migration and communicate, you know, delegating out some of that communication. And um, is, there, is, do you t- is there typically like a SharePoint site that's created for communication purposes mm-hmm. to everyone? So that's sort of... That's one way, you know, yeah, you need to that, have, if you're doing a large, uh, large migration where there's a lot of site collections involved or uh-huh. a lot of things involved, then yeah, you need, you know, each... For example, if you're doing um, thousands of site collections and uh, each of those has one or more site owners, mm-hmm. you got to you got to have some database to kind of say who the site owners are. Have we communicated with them yet? Has the migration started yet? Mm-hmm. Those types of things. So um, we have used SharePoint list for that. Yeah, that sounds a, like a good. You could use a database for yeah. that as well. Or um, an Excel spreadsheet. You could. Yes, you could. <laughs> I mean, if, especially if it's shared and probably mm-hmm. put in SharePoint or something. Mm-hmm. You don't want to email it around. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> but you need to have a way to communicate um, when you've got all that, all that information. It's got to be, you got to have some electronic uh, single point of reference for that. Mm-hmm. So, and that would be, uh, that's, you know, we kind of keep track of that. There's also things like um, maybe your support staff is going to need a document to kind of how they're going to manage certain types of issues that you expect to occur. Because they're going, they might be the, the site owners will hear about it, but then support will also hear about it once the, you move over to the new site mm-hmm. as well and issues with the new site. Yeah, or, or there could be um, a self-help or other uh-huh. type of document that end users could use uh, for common mm-hmm. situations that you want to kind of head off so that support isn't overwhelmed with issues. So. Very nice. So yeah. that's that's a lot of the what that's involved out uh-huh. there. Um, uh, certainly, there's more, you know. But you've got to, you've got to get buy-in from your executive or your your um, mm-hmm. like the company that that's make sure that they support your effort um, and they understand kind of what you're not supporting when you're doing this effort. Because if if you're moving to a uh, different environment where certain things aren't supported then there's going to mm-hmm. be people that are not happy that they're losing say hey we've got this solution that's a farm solution and we need it well either it's not migrating or it's going to have to be re-architected and so you need support from um uh, throughout the company that's going to say yes we're going to this is the direction we're going mm-hmm. and then you also need to communicate early enough so that those site owners um can you know they can take they can take steps to correct mm-hmm. what has to be corrected. So in this, in some cases, it may be re-architecting an application mm-hmm. that's uh, that's written on a farm solution, for example. And so a lot of this, I, I, you're you're communicating out because you're about to move somebody's cheese, and no, you know, people inherently don't like change, right? Right. <laughs> so um, there's some people who will be unhappy regardless of what you know how well it goes. And so I think a part of reason why you're communicating is is to mitigate some of the things that could, you know, that, that could upset people or you're, cause you're trying to, you're, you're letting them know. I think a part of this is in the migration itself. Okay. We're here's the, you know, cause there's sort of this uncertainty about when this is going to happen. What's mm-hmm. what changes are going to happen when it does happen and how do you communicate out to the world that, Hey, we're, we're going to do this. Um, here's when it's going to happen. Here's I, there's also I think I oft, often hear on migration projects, sort of 
when is the cutover happen? Like when, when mm-hmm. we off exactly. the old site and onto the new site and what happens if change, you know, changes on the old site, how have we dealt with things like that? Yeah. Well, there's from a communication standpoint, you definitely want to plan for that. So, um, you can, there's a couple of ways you can do it. So for some sites, you can cut it over immediately and mm-hmm. the old site is gone, um, or it's not accessible, mm-hmm. um, in general. And, um, and you've moved it over and they're ready to go and you can do that on an evening or a weekend and you can you know basically try and ensure that they're not using it at that time mm-hmm. um, but for larger sites it can take longer to go over it may take days for the content to get over there um, and depending on it kind of depends on the method you're using whether you're doing like database copies or what have you but um, like uh, the client-side object model is going to be slower to move and if you're using Azure upload services I can help but um, the Azure Upload API, but uh, so then with those you've got incrementals and you've got to communicate that. You they need to know what the cutover is, mm-hmm. so you can have emails that kind of help communicate that. You can have banners that are put on the source and or target sites that help communicate that. And you okay. want to time all that mm-hmm. based on when is the most appropriate timing. So for example, you may want to send an email out to site owners two weeks before their site is going to be. Uh, moved over. You've already sent them one well before. It says here's a schedule. Okay. You know, maybe interact with them on the schedule because some are going to need some need to change the schedule because their very important month of the year is right, right around Labor Day or right around Christmas this or whatever a, it is. Yeah, this is a finance site. You do not want to do this at the end of yeah, the month. It's, yeah, you don't do it on. <laughs> where's this is a tax site? You don't yeah. do it in April. Sure. Um, those types of things. Yeah. But then, uh, but then after you've kind of ironed out the schedule, you want to send a reminder probably. Um, uh, maybe a week or two before you're going to do it say hey it's about to go maybe send an email right when it's going or maybe you just update a banner on the site mm-hmm. and um and then you can use you know emails and banners from there if you like and you can automate that or not depending on the number you've got you know we've we have automated in the past for large number of site collections so, so for number two because i know you've got a runoff here yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um it, 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 I think it's closely related to communication, which is has to do with expectation, which is pilots mm-hmm. and running pilots and, and sort of I think that the our, our philosophy definitely on, you know, seems like it translates over from app dev over to migrations, which is, you know, get those early cycles in so you're learning mm-hmm. together. And so pilots are become very important. Tell me more about that. Yeah. So I think one of my one of the big takeaways, I would say, on pilots is... Um, have your pilot process try and cover as much, if not all, of your of your migration process that you can. Okay. So it shouldn't. It obviously is going to cover the physical moving of bits from your source environment to the target environment. You're gonna you're gonna try and test several sites, site collections, what have you, and hopefully a varied number and in, in different in type. You know, mm-hmm. maybe some departmental sites, maybe some that have applications maybe some in the different regions of the world. Okay. Um, some of different sizes, large and small. But um, not only the content, but you also wanna, you wanna cover your other aspects, the communication. So mm-hmm. are, you're sending out those emails mm-hmm. involving the support process in your pilot. So make, to make sure that support is ready. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tickets, uh, that, uh, how, how our support tickets gonna be generated and are you all ready for that? Other things like issue remediation. So you might have a feedback loop of issues that are found and you want that feedback loop to work and, mm-hmm. and how and you've got a triage process that you need to make sure you vet 
whether it's manual or automated. And all of that should be part of the pilot process. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you can have one or two or even more pilots if you want to. Mm -hmm. Each of those is a big feedback loop into how you're doing the whole migration so that once you get to what I would call production migration, Mm -hmm. then, you know, the spigots are on full potentially and you don't want to have to, you know, be catching up on, oh, our process isn't ready for this. You want to vet out as much as you can in the pilot uh, before you go fast in production. Now, you may decide to go slow in production and that would help. Okay. But a lot of times they're like, no, we need to get this done by a certain date. Um, and once we start, we got to really move. And, uh, so that's, that's why the pilot process is important. How, how do you, how is it decided sort of which, who goes into the pilot? Uh, that's a great question. I think that's going to depend on, um, on any, any client of ours, any company Uh out there. Uh, you want, uh, you know, in an ideal scenario, you want, as I said, you want a, uh, a breadth of different sites. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's one thing you want to, you know, before you start, before you get too deep, you need to catalog things. And that's, um, you need to catalog what you're moving. You need to understand those, what you're moving to, to an extent. And then um, maybe the IT organization that's responsible for the migration would start picking what makes sense. But mm-hmm. they also have to reach out to the site owners, those responsible for those sites that's being moved or copied. Um, and they have to you know work with them and say, can you be part of the pilot? We want and, and a lot of times, you know, you're going to get better handholding when you're part of the pilot. So that's the, the pro mm-hmm. for them. The con yep. is they're going to, you know, there's going to be some tweaks in our process that we're going to learn throughout this. Yep. And we want you to be reasonable and flexible with us as we go through this. So um, you want to find those people that you can work with um, for the pilot. And so. you probably also want to get input from them as well, as far as what you could improve in the whole thing of course. as well. So yes. yeah, yeah. Nice. Anything, what else about pilots? Anything else you'd like to point out? Um, <clears throat> I think I think that's mainly it. You want to just cover your your big. You want to cover the entire process. Mm-hmm. So if if you're just covering the moving of the bits or mm-hmm. the copying of the bits or the reorganization of those bits, you know that's an important aspect. But you've mm-hmm. got to cover communications, as we've already talked a lot about communications. Mm-hmm. You've got to cover your support processes. You know where your documentation is and everything. Mm-hmm. Is it working well? And then how you're remediation, remediating issues mm-hmm. um, and the triage process and um, just how, how that feedback loop works. Do you, for pilots, do um, is it something that you do a certain number of sites for the pilot, but then when you do the production one, you redo those sites or do they move over at that point in time? What's typical yeah, for that? It, it could be either. Okay. Um, and, and it's, I think, depending, you know, I think I, I like pilots that are somewhat large, so you uh-huh. have a good. Um, you you aren't just doing a small handful of sites. Now you can start out that way, mm-hmm. um, and you're going to do that if you're doing automation. You're going to be doing some testing of, of some sites, and those might be throwaway. You're not going to you know you're not basically going to keep them in the in the target environment. You're going to redo them later. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing starting to do a large number it's kind of a shame to have to redo them later. So mm-hmm. uh, you would want to work with your site owners and get the, give them the expectation that, yeah, we are going to move over if, if, you know, if everything's ready for it. Um, and that way you don't have to redo them. But then there's, oh, you know what? In this case, this site didn't go over well and we found out 
a way to correct this in the future. Mm-hmm. But for you, it's too you know it's too difficult for us to um, uh, to kind of fix it in the target environment. We would rather copy it over again. Are okay. you okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so that that would be one of the hiccups you'd have to get around. But mm-hmm. uh, but you know so I think it depends. But um, if you have the luxury to redo them. Maybe that's nice, but if you're doing a lot of pilot sites, I think you're going to want to keep them over there. This is great. <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know a lot of the stuff you pick up on projects just to, to be able to communicate this out to, to folks and sort of summarize it is really helpful. Um, I know for us, when we're just talking about complex um, migrations, I know we're involved in like Jive, some migrations from other platforms yep. to SharePoint. You've been involved in one that's uh, 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 SharePoint dedicated to multi-tenant, to multi-tenant, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty that's a complex migration, and I think there's a lot of other sort of areas where I think a lot of what you're sharing here definitely pertain to those as well. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you taking the time to, to summarize all this. So those are the first two, right? Yeah. And you've got more upcoming, and I look forward to t- chatting with you about those. Okay. And uh, if you're uh, folks who are listening to this, if you're about to embark on a complex SharePoint migration and want to chit chat with us about it, um, please reach out to us through threewheel.com and uh, we'll follow up with you and look forward to talking to you about what you're trying to do. Uh, Thanks again, Kirk, for taking the time to do this. Everybody have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye.